Welcome back to another episode of A Believer Running Their Race. You already know what it is. I am your host, Deanna DiFlaviano, and I am so excited to be joining you on your race towards God's glory. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to stop by to see how you're doing. How are you? I know that I missed last week when it comes time to uploading an episode, but to be completely honest with you, I also wanted to let you know that moving forward just for the summer, um, I am going from weekly uploads to bi-weekly uploads. There is honestly so many different changes that are happening in my life right now, and I am in a place where I just need to rest in the Lord, and God has given me the peace to do so, so guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be taking advantage of that, okay? Um, <laughs> I also know that when it comes time to this episode, it's a little bit longer compared to previous episodes, but don't you worry. It's a good word. It's a little bit heavy, but it's good. So without further ado, we're just going to get right into it. In church, we sing songs like Who You Say I Am by Hillsong. And if you've never sang that song in your church before, you probably heard the song on a Christian playlist on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or one of your favorite music apps. And if you've never heard the song before, that's okay, because I'm going to read some of the lyrics for you, okay? It says, Who the sun sets free, oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. There is absolutely nothing wrong with what I just read. But I do want you to hang on, though, because we're actually going somewhere with this, okay? The song then goes on to say, I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. Yes, I am who you say I am. Now, if you're someone who knows this song, and if you're someone who has actually sang along to the song, I want to ask you a question, and I want you to be honest with yourself. Do you believe what you're singing? Do you believe that you are who God says you are? Or are you just repeating a lyric for the sake of singing along to the song? Now, there is absolutely no condemnation when I say this. But there are so many believers who don't know who they are in Christ. And I personally believe that this is a conversation that needs to happen because believers need to know who they are in Jesus. Believers need to know the new identity that they have in Christ. There are way too many believers that are walking around as defeated Christians because they don't know who they are in God. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. This idea actually came to mind a few months back. But as you and I both know, God's timing is perfect timing. And as time has gone by, I've just been learning more and more about this topic. What I've been learning, I've been applying to my life and my walk with Christ because trust and believe me when I say that I myself didn't know who I was in Christ for the longest time. I wasn't walking in the fullness of who I am in Christ. And it wasn't until recently that I actually came to the realization that as a born again believer, I truly am a new creation in Christ. Now, we're going to revisit this point in a moment, but the thing that actually sparked this conversation and episode was a post that I seen on Instagram a while back, and I'm talking like January 11th of this year, okay? This was a post that was from an account that I follow. It's a Christian account. The account is a popular account. They have a lot of followers, and a majority of the things they post it's good, which is why I follow them. But one post that caught my attention and made me go, hmm, was the fact that this page reposted something that received a lot of backlash. It was in regards to popular verses that are being misused amongst believers. To make a long story short, the person ended up writing a long caption, like I'm talking long-winded caption, explaining their intentions and what they actually meant. And in their explanation, one thing that they mentioned was, the quotation starts here. The point of the post was not that these verses aren't in the Bible. It wasn't that we are free to condemn sinners. 
as if we ourselves aren't sinners, end quotation. Now, to some people, they may look at that caption and they won't see an issue or a problem with it. But to be completely honest with you, I see an issue, a huge issue, and I also have a problem with it. And I'm going to tell you why. As born-again believers, we are not sinners. Now, before I go any further, I just want to say that if you believe this lie, I pray that this episode is able to set something straight for you. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you open your heart and receive this truth. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I personally believe that this we're all sinners lie is a lie straight from the pit of hell. And there are way too many believers that are falling for this lie. Way too many believers are professing and declaring that they are sinners. And this is a problem. This is a huge problem. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. If we're confidently declaring that we're sinners, we're not speaking life. There is no gray area when it comes time to that. It's either black or white. There are so many believers that are living in bondage and defeated lives because they believe this lie. They don't believe that they're now a new creation in Christ Jesus. And two, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What you think you become and what you think has an effect on your behavior and your mood. Think about it. If you had a bad thought or something bad from your past came to mind, wouldn't your mood be changed within a matter of seconds? You would literally go from happy to mad, irritated or annoyed within a matter of seconds. And let's be honest, once your mood shifts and changes, so does your behavior. I'll be the first one to say it. If a sad thought comes to mind, I become sad. If I don't reject that thought and cast it down in the mighty name of Jesus, it starts to alter my mood and my behavior. Likewise. If a bad memory from my past comes to mind, if that memory doesn't get cast down and I entertain it, it alters my mood and my behavior. In the same way, if you are a born-again believer and you still believe and think that you are still a sinner, you're going to continue to behave and act like a sinner. And progressive Christianity is honestly a perfect example of this. Listen, I'm just being honest with you, okay? Because I love you and it's the truth that sets us free. There are believers that have literally no reverence or regard for God and that is so wrong. There are also a lot of believers that take advantage of the grace of God. They think that they can plan out their sin and do whatever it is that they want to do because God is gracious and God is merciful and he'll forgive me when I ask for his forgiveness. Yes, God is gracious, God is merciful, and God is forgiving, but you don't want to take advantage of God's grace. God's grace is not a pass for us to continue in sin. Romans 6, 1-2 says, What shall we say to all of this? Should we continue in sin and practice sin as a habit so that God's gift of grace may increase and overflow? Certainly not. How can we, the very ones who died to sin, continue to live in it any longer? To some people, I get it. This may be extreme, but this is the reality of what it is. This is the truth of God's word and Jesus came to set us free. We need to start looking at God's word opposed to following what's popular and hip in the Christian community because it is honestly so easy to be misled and caught up in a web of deceit, especially in the times we're living in. I honestly wish you could have seen the amount of comments I received from people agreeing with the post. Listen, I'm going to keep it real with you. I actually slid in the comment section on that post that I just told you about, and I stated the truth of God's word and the amount of people that commented back saying, we are always sinners all our lives, even when we have Jesus in our hearts and souls. And sorry, my friend, we're all sinners. What? Like, I... 
mind-blowing. I'm not even making this up. I've got screenshots and I was honestly so taken back by the comments I was getting. But back to what I was saying. As blood-bought, born-again believers, we are not sinners. I'm going to repeat myself. As blood-bought, born-again believers, we are not sinners. I know that this is a very popular thing for believers to tell people in the world that they are just a sinner that's saved by grace, but that is so false and so misleading. If you are born again, you are not a sinner. Prior to coming to Jesus, we were sinners, which is why we are in need of a savior. But after accepting Jesus into your life as your Lord and savior, you are no longer a sinner. One, you've been made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as savior, he is a new creature reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. And two, you should now be living a life longing to please God. What some people seem to forget is there is a huge difference between falling short and living a life of sin. I'm not saying that believers are perfect because we're not. We fall short, but just because we fall short, it doesn't make us a sinner. A sinner is someone who lives a life of sin. Sinners practice sin and the word of God says no one who was born of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. This is 1 John 3 verse 9 to 10 and this is the amplified version that I'm reading from when it comes time to all of the verses that I'm giving you. And you can read the rest of the verse on your own. But sinners deliberately, knowingly, habitually, and intentionally practice sin. Sinners don't practice righteousness and they don't seek God's will in thought, action, and purpose. When they're sinning, God is the last thing on their mind because they are pleasing the desire of their flesh. 1 John 3, 8 says, the one who practices sin, separating himself from God and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning. The son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. So I'm going to ask you, who practices sin? Sinners practice sin. Acts 26.20 says, But I openly proclaimed first to those at Damascus, then at Jerusalem, and throughout the region of Judea, and even to the Gentiles, that they should repent. Repent. Repentance. This is a word that we don't really hear too often anymore. And this is a word that we need to bring back because people need to repent. It says that they should repent change their inner self, their old way of thinking, and turn to God, doing deeds and living lives which are consistent with repentance. Sinners don't live lives that are consistent with repentance. Never forget, a sinner is someone who lives a life of sin. They practice sin. They're not turning away from their sin. They continue in it. And as believers in Christ, we are called to live lives that is consistent with repentance. Remember, to repent means that we change our old way of thinking and we turn away from our sin. When we fall, we confess our sin. And when we confess our sin, we bring that sin out of the darkness and into the light. By confessing it, we bring that sin to the light and we come into agreement with God's word and we repent of that sin. We turn away from it. We don't continue in it. 
So I'm going to ask you, as born-again believers, should we be calling ourselves sinners? Should we be saying what every other Christian is saying? I'm just a sinner saved by grace. We are no longer a sinner saved by grace. We were a sinner saved by grace, but we are no longer a sinner. Could you imagine witnessing to someone who is in the world, a non-believer, and as you're witnessing to them and telling them about Jesus, you tell that person that you're just like them, a sinner? Could you imagine the thoughts that start to run through that person's mind? Seriously. I'm going to be real with you. If I were an unbeliever and someone was witnessing to me and telling me about Jesus and they told me that they are just like me, a sinner, I would disregard everything that they just said. I'm just being honest with you. I would politely dismiss myself from the conversation because I wouldn't see the need for accepting Jesus into my life. If a believer is no different than a sinner, why would they see the need for Jesus? Do you see where I'm going with this? It's absolutely ludicrous. That's what it is. Y'all, it is so important for us to know who we are in Christ. We as believers need to know that we are no longer sinners. We are now saints. Yes, confessing to be a sinner opens the door to become a saint, but you don't remain a sinner. Romans 1, 7 says, I am writing to all who are beloved of God in Rome, called to be saints, God's people and set apart for a sanctified life that is set apart for God and his purpose. Grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1-2 says, To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified, set apart, made holy in Christ Jesus, who are selected and called as saints, God's people, together with all those who in every place call on and honor the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. And 2 Thessalonians 1-10 to says, When he comes to be glorified in his saints on that day that is glorified through the changed lives of those who have accepted him as Savior and have been set apart for his purpose and to be marveled at among all who have believed because our testimony to you was believed and trusted and confirmed in your lives. God's people are called saints. We are not sinners. We can't be saints and sinners, y'all. It's either one or the other, but not both. And as a saint, which is God's people, we are called to be holy and set apart. When we accepted Jesus as Savior in our lives, we are no longer the same. It's time that we get this truth on the inside of us. I can honestly say that I am so passionate about this topic because I see way too many believers believing and agreeing with the lies of the enemy. Too many believers don't know that once they accepted Jesus as Savior, that they have a fresh start and a new beginning. All things are made new in Christ. Because you are in Jesus, you are a new creation, my friend. You no longer have to live in the chains and the shame of yesterday's past. There is power in the blood of Jesus, and we need to stop watering it down. We need to get familiar with the exchange that took place at the cross. We need to know that the blood of Jesus changes everything. I am no longer a sinner. I don't identify with my old nature and my old life. I've been made new. I am a daughter of the Most High God. I am set apart. I am chosen. I am seated in high places with Christ. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus. I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am justified, made righteous, just as if I've never sinned. I am sanctified, made holy, and I've been set free.
Y'all, the blood of Jesus changes everything. My heavenly father now sees me the way that he sees his son. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. His righteousness is now my righteousness. Listen, I know that this isn't the popular thing to talk about, and this is probably the last thing that you want to hear, but I'm going to let you know this from now. I'm not chasing after popularity. I stand for the truth the truth of my father's word, and I refuse to compromise his word for a couple of likes and views. I also don't back down from the truth either. So all you're going to hear from me is the truth. I'm not watering down the truth for nothing. God wants his people to know who they are. We now have the identity of God on the inside of us, and it's time that we identify with who we are in Christ. When you know who you are in Jesus, you will no longer fall for the lies of the enemy. You will no longer be tossed to and fro wherever the wind blows. And the enemy doesn't like that. But guess what? Who cares? If you are an unbeliever that is listening to this message, I just want you to know that there is life in Jesus. It is only the blood of Jesus that can cleanse you and wipe you down and make you new from the inside out. When you come to Christ, you are repositioned, my friend. You go from a sinner to a saint. You take on a new name and a new identity. You are no longer your past. You are no longer what you used to be. You are no longer what people used to call you and think of you. There is freedom in Jesus, and it is only the blood of Jesus that can make you whiter than snow. So, we have come to the ending of today's episode, and I pray that this message blessed you. If you enjoyed today's message, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're listening to the message on YouTube, make sure you give the video a huge thumbs up. And also make sure that you send this episode to someone that needs to hear this message. If this message touched you, please leave me a comment down below because I would love to hear from you. But that's all I got to say for today. So I will definitely see you in the next episode. And always remember that Jesus loves you. Till then, Deanna signing out. Peace.